All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. What up, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of the Woodward's Filmcast, the Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, discussion, uh, and more. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends... Colin Ward. And... Mitch Haba. Every week, me, Colin, and Mitch get together, having seen the same movie, to sit down and have a roundtable discussion about it. This week we saw the uh, smash hit straight out of Compton that came out this weekend. Uh, I think surprisingly taking the box office by storm a little bit. Um, so you exp- brace yourselves for the whitest discussion of this movie you could possibly have, <laughs> but that's okay. It's uh, uh, it's an interesting film, and we can't wait to talk about it. But we start um, we start we start every podcast uh, with some movie headlines. Guys, the, uh, the the D23 event was this weekend, the uh, Disney Stockholders uh, Convention, where they, oh, you know... Exciting. Yes, where Stockholders they, Convention. Yes, where they... Uh, <laughs> My favorite where, where, party. Where, where Disney, uh, you know, likes to show their uh, their owners what's going on in the world of uh, Disney this upcoming year. They Maybe. bring in the Coke and just let the hookers loose, I, I, right? I think so, yes. Bob, Bob Iger, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Mini dons a, dons a bikini and they mm. get going. It was... Uh, I'd go to that. <laughs> 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 I think that um, I think that a lot of us Star Wars geeks were really hoping that at this uh, this, this Disney uh, event this weekend we would see some new footage, um, but it was announced weeks earlier that there would be no footage. What we didn't, what we might have not uh, thought of about the realm of possibility was seeing some stuff from uh, the the, the non Episode Seven movie Rogue One, and Disney uh, showed the the universe our first look at it uh, with this picture. We're all looking at it. This new this picture released. Um, over the weekend from Rogue One, it has uh, much of the cast standing in what looks like a uh, hangar, a hangar, warehouse. probably in probably in Yavin. That's that's the, the the planet where they are at the beginning of episode or the end of episode four. Um, so yeah, we have our first look at at what a non-episodic Star Wars movie might look like. What do you what do you guys take from this? What do you it think? looks like the originals? It looks fu- like gritty, fun. I mean, it's a picture. <laughs> like, that's, you know what? Oh, I mean, you're right. No, it is. No, I know, but hey, come on. I, I, well, it's it's a per, a, and it's a promotional f- photo, so again, it's really hard to, to... I mean, it definitely looks like they're going for a more serious tone, I want to yeah, say. That's, that's where... Yeah, that's what's interesting to me. The, the, the fantastic... You say it looks like the originals in, in sense of like... The look, the of it. objects in it, yeah, and yeah. and the the dirtiness of it, yes. Like everything here looks used, right? That used universe that made Star Wars so popular. But I'd say, kind of like the desaturation and like the the way this photo is composed and presented, it, it seems it seems very Zack Snydery to me. Do you not do you not get that sense? Definitely. I mean, there's and there's no this robots. Be... There's no like 
imagination like the, the fantasticalness oh, I, I mean look i we, mean not we, imagination we, but i mean there <laughs> is there isn't like that spark that made you know star wars like so different at the time i mean you had these robots and creatures and this is just a bunch of people standing around yeah but they look like a, a ragtag group of you know Yes, yes, but doesn't this it's, look like something that this could be Suicide Squad, couldn't it? I mean, the way it looks as far way. as the mm-hmm. color and presentation of it. Now, mm-hmm. look, Colin, this is what again? It's just a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, to sit here and and uh, and and try to surmise what this movie might be from this freaking one photo would be really irrational and stupid, but. We have to. Yeah, but it's a, it's nice to get a look at like what our characters look like and see who's in it. I mean, um, I can never remember the guy's name, but the guy from It Man. Yes, the the, um, the Jedi there. They're, 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 well, they are assuming he's a, he's a Jedi. Jedi. He, um, you know, he may just be force sensitive. He might. Be I don't force think sensitive. I know any of these actors. Did you ever see It Man? No, I have not either. But I've been told right. to, especially because of this movie. Yeah, but it's a cool kung fu movie, but it's very uh, corny Hong Kong type. Kung Fu at times. I think is what, that Jessica Chastain? No, that's Felicity Jones. Yeah, that's Felicity Jones, right? And Donnie Yen. And Donnie Yen. And Alan Tudyk is in it. Uh-huh. If I pronounce that right, I don't think not, I've not, ever pronounced that right. Not, not pictured as my boy Ben Mendelsohn, but he is in the film. Isn't he supposed to be a bad guy? Um, I don't know. Well, that's what they think. We'll see. Um, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Forrest Whitaker's in it. Oh. Um, yeah, but I think that what we can guess from this from this. Um, images that it is going to be more serious. I think they're going to take that opportunity, right, to go away from the fantastical and kind of show us a a very military version of Star Wars. I think than anything we've ever seen before. I, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if there's a lightsaber battle in this movie between two Jedi or two or yeah, a Sith, probably or a Sith We'll see. You know, I, there, we I mean, might there, we might see Darth Vader. We might but... see Darth Vader, which will be cra- that will be crazy and will maybe get me very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm apprehensive about this. Let's just say I'm not not excited. I'm not going to try to be negative, but I am a little trepidatious, you know? I think that... it. This is, again, this is one of those things where, like, if this movie sucks, if it really sucks... <laughs> I don't know if it... I don't think it would... It doesn't look it, like... You know, it's like they, they said it's... They want it to be... The, obviously, it's not going to be rated R, but they want it to be, like, a mix, like, of Star Wars and Saving Private Ryan, in a sense, right? There's, so I mean, we're not going to get like right. we're not going to get like men with you know guts hanging out of their stomachs or anything, but it will be intense, and there will probably be some uh, starfighter battles or you know shootouts and yeah. stuff, which hey, which is fun. Yeah, yeah let's Callum, see it. You know, you looking confused. I just, maybe. I mean, I'm I all up for the idea of that, but I'm just like at the same. I don't know this. Do you know, know what it's about? No, no idea what it's about. Okay, it's about the stealing of the Death Star plans before the first Star Wars. Oh. So you know the first Star Wars where they blow up the Death Star? Well, they all die. Everyone on the Death Star? No, everyone in Rogue One dies. Well, well no, they didn't mind. I don't think... It's, I not, the it Death Star, the, it's not the Death Star The one lady It's not the Death, it's it's not the Death Star died. plans from, from Episode 6 where many Bothans yeah, died to bring us this all information. All the Bothans. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's a different one. Many I don't see any Bothans. I, I don't see any Bothans. I couldn't tell you what a I Bothan looks yeah, like. The You're not even in the movies, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I know what they look like. Um, <laughs> anyways, more but more Star Wars news from from uh, D23 this weekend. Besides um, Star Wars World, which was supposed to be coming, which I don't yeah. think you know, that's not necessarily movie news, but I think it's exciting. I think that's actually maybe the coolest thing about the Disney acquisition is that 
they're going to have a complete Star Wars theme park, which is mm-hmm. going to be awesome. That's pretty well, sweet. Yeah, I saw a couple of weeks ago Disneyland bought a bunch of land. And that right. before and that they announced right before this, they announced like, of, course, of course. I mean, I can't wait to walk into the Moss Eisley Cantina and grab a, a Carillion Ale cut and, off uh, some guys and, and cut off some guy's arm. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I cannot wait. But anyways, but the other movie Star Wars news that came from this weekend was, was I think the rumors, but I, it's pretty much official now that Colin Trevorrow... Um, the director of Jurassic World will be helming the ninth film, um, the third of the new uh, episodic movies. So it's mm-hmm. going to be J.J. This, this December, two years from now. It's going to be Ryan Johnson's movie, and then two years after that, it is Colin Trevorrow's. Cool. Um, cool? Yeah. I like different directors taking on okay, one that's trilogy. And you, you might remember or not know, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, actually, that... that the first three Star Wars movies were made by three different directors. Mm-hmm. George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, Richard Marquand, who's no yeah. longer with us. Um, well, actually, Irvin Kirshner's no longer with us either. Yeah. But, um, which I think is interesting. Um, maybe they're trying to replicate that intentionally. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, J.J. And, and George are, you can say what you want about George's movies, but they are similar in, in I think... Marketing. Well, they're, they're, no, I think they're just similar, Hype. like in like the first movie thing. Ryan Johnson seems like a good choice for possibly a darker yes. second yes. movie, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, Colin Trevorrow. You know, I, I bringing up I the rear. That's why I say it's, that's why I was curious because you both didn't like Jurassic World at all, well, and he, and that's a long time from now. So is Trevor Colin Trevorrow has to be working on something now. Correct, <laughs> right? I mean, a that's, movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this. You know, these Star Wars movies are coming hey. up quick. Yeah. Um. I don't think so. I mean, except for the Jurassic World sequel potentially, but I don't know if he's he's working on a movie called Book of Henry. But I think that's I don't know. It doesn't look like it looks like it's in pre production. But um, no, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys? You guys didn't like Jurassic World, so that's why I was surprised to hear you're you're nice. I mean, what do you what do you guys think, Colin? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I, my least favorite thing about Jurassic World is not the direction of it. That's but, what I figured. Uh, right? I mean, I'm all for it. I just think, like, we're kind of, like, falling into this space of, like, oh, this guy, he had a big budget, like, high-grossing action movie. Let's give him a chance on this one rather than, like, giving someone with, like, a really unique vision the job, which is I would prefer to see that rather than know someone who has tim burton <laughs> i would love to see tim burton's take actually, on a star I mean, wars like, if it's not guillermo del toro i'd love to see tim burton do like a job of the hut movie that'd be cool but i would like guillermo del toro to do that eventually but um no i mean i see what you're saying i think honestly i think there's still a good chance that jj comes back for the ninth movie i just have a feeling i have a big feeling i think it depends you know but but i also trust I think I trust them to pick the right director. I don't know. Well, we'll see what what comes from that. Who do you guys um, Who do you guys want to direct the uh, the Baywatch movie? <laughs> so this is another. We you know it seems every week, and I think it's, this might even become like just a segment of like reboot, reboot of the week or like you know uh, remake of the week. This was announced maybe a couple weeks ago that that The Rock was going to be in a Baywatch movie, and now this week they added Zac Efron to the mix. Um, which I don't want this to sound weird to anyone, but for whatever reason, before Dave, before the the Rock was was announced as Baywatch, I had stumbled upon Baywatch on TV, and I sat down and watched a couple episodes just to see what it was like. Um, it is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it is it is so bad. I don't know why anyone ever liked the show, um, but at the same time, I think 
A Baywatch movie with The Rock and Zac Efron could maybe be good if it it's if funny. it's funny. It if they go funny. at it like it's hilarious, right? The way that Twenty Two Jump Street makes or Twenty One Jump Street, right? The, the TV show was serious. They made it funny. If they can do that with Baywatch, I'm a hundred percent in. What do you What do you guys think about this Baywatch crap? Hundred percent agree. I I mean. I- why it's gonna be why, the, why? <laughs> it's, why? if it's I don't know why, if it's going to be the same like feeling and same style as 21 Drum Street why make it i mean it's just like well, I don't, this is all how many how many 80s early 90s franchises can we <laughs> that serious serious tv shows take them and turn them into like a quirky funny like buddy comedy like well <laughs> they kind of did this with the brady bunch movie from the night you remember that one yeah. they they did the same thing they like they made it very self-aware and like hilarious and um i liked that i always thought that was a really cool way to make money off of a property i mean that which is what it is Let's, there's no mistake right people will be like oh baywatch great i mean you know they were making they were making old tv shows into movies for years i guess this is a new way of looking at it the whole Take it, take a serious one, and make it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just to like fans, I, I, it's I mean, fan service, but it's all, it is it, fan it, service. It's funny and it like brings other people into like the world of Baywatch. Like they're, they're, I, they're saying, not that I'm saying there's a world of Baywatch. Baywatch universe. I mean, Colin, look, it's crap. I mean, it's absolute <laughs> it's fodder. Dumb. But it's I, so but you know. I don't know. Something about The Rock being in a movie about Baywatch is hilarious to me, and I want to see it in a way. Mm-hmm. I, it just like, and I think maybe that has like has something to do with it too. The casting of The Rock and Zac Efron is like kind of upsetting to me, just because I feel like we've seen like we all know like what characters these people are gonna play. Like The yeah, Rock is gonna be your muscle head, like lifeguard like Zach it's Efron's the new kid the new, it's so obvious he doesn't get it <laughs> he's never seen the shit yet yeah. or, well, they, or they switch it around because I mean when I look at The Rock I don't picture I don't picture him a lifeguard looking anything like The Rock like, oh lifeguards are not they're six not seven built. and yeah, like not. 250 pounds but that's the funny thing about Baywatch is, you know what's really funny about Baywatch you go back or there's, I think there's different expectations this is the most cliche thing you could ever say. There's different expectations for body image these days, but no one's built in Baywatch. Like I remember it being that way. Like everyone's just jacked and everyone's so hot, and they're not. It's I don't know. Average looking. Well, it's just not even. It's just like it's just funny. The whole show. You guys gotta go watch an old episode of Baywatch. They are so into themselves, and they shouldn't be. (laughs) It's just really funny. Hey, I like that. Like <laughs> I mean, I just say, don't even like try to make it funny. Just make it, <laughs> like make it like Baywatch. What if they made it really serious? Um, I would love that. I mean, then that... Would get, but then you're gonna get something like the Point Break remake, which you know, which is, yeah, right. Seeing right. the trailer for that's, that recently, that's the it's like, what the hell? Right. Um, speaking of remade TV shows, I mean, I actually can't believe this isn't this isn't caused an uproar at all. That. Uh, Will Smith is supposedly in in works to make a Fresh Prince like reboot or a, I, I think it's a TV show is what I'm hearing. Um, uh, with like with him, I, I don't think they haven't really said if he's in it, but he is participating somehow. Well, he gets to take the work when he can get. It. <laughs> you know, he needs money, right? <laughs> Oh, I, Do you guys, I mean, this is one of those things where it's just like I like. I've actually watched Girls Meet World. Girl Meets World. Have you guys seen that? It's pretty, no. pretty okay. I mean, for what it is, I mean, I never watched Boy Meets World. Kind of a cool. I was concept. like the only person in that camp that was like, I don't care. 
I watched. I'm not like I don't. I haven't seen every episode, but mm-hmm. and, but I've seen almost every episode of Fresh Prince, and I. It's a this good is show. something. It's a great show. Yeah, it's something that I. There's just no reason for this. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't even know where the market times, for this uh, is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what the market is either. I mean, and it's not even that old. No, it's Fresh pretty print. old. Fresh prints. It's pretty stale prints, I think. I mean, it's old enough. It's older than <laughs> Full House prints. or whatever, right? Full the Fuller About House. About the same House. time. Same time. Same time. Yeah. But it's not as old as Baywatch. But right? I, I don't think Full it's House. Same time too. I don't right? think this yeah. Fuller House like reboot is going to be an like uh, multi-season run thing. I think it's just going to be a one-season like go it's around. Like one negative thing of Netflix, where it's just like. But but if you've ever heard Bob Saget talk about Full House, he <laughs> just like, <laughs> couldn't wait for that show to end. I know. Um, so I just can't. neither could I. <laughs> yeah, I've, ninety sitcoms not my thing. Fresh Prince is like the only ninety sitcom that I've ever been able to actually like, which is kind of weird. I Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. Okay. Friends, I'm not gonna get into. I don't. Um, I don't like it. Let's no. let's let's wrap up some from movie headlines um, and get into uh, straight out of Compton in a moment here. But uh, Colin, you want to talk about uh, Lady Gaga's uh, acting debut on American Horror Story upcoming? Yeah, um, you've heard some uh, buzz about this recently. Yeah, as a fan of the show, um, more so the first two seasons and the the past two seasons we've gotten. I'm really excited about this. I mean, I think Gaga fits perfectly into the campy style that Ryan Murphy likes to have in this show. And um, the acting and production value of American Horror Story is always so fantastic. Story can sometimes be ludicrous, but I mean, that's not what we're really watching American Horror Story for. Um, So they just started filming those. Yeah, I think maybe like one or two or three days ago. Um, Okay, cool. And... You know, adding Gaga to the mix of Kathy Bates, Angela Bassett, Matt Bomer. Um, it's has she really act, has she acted before? Like really? Or? She was in, I think, it was Merchetti Two. Really? Okay. And she was, and she was also in Sin City Two. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. Um, but this will be. I mean, she is like the lead of this season. Okay. Apparently, alleged. Hmm. I don't know right. if that's how big her part will be, but we'll see. I mean, the premise is like American Horror Story Hotel, so it takes place in a hotel, and she is apparently the owner of the hotel. So, mm. interesting. We shall see. I'm. It's really that, and maybe Colbert are the two shows I'm most looking forward to this fall. Um, just because yeah. I really don't know what we're gonna get out of this season of Horror Story. And yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. I think it's. I'm. A, I'm not a fan of her like pop music necessarily, but I. I do appreciate her. I think she is. Talented. She's very talented. I think she is. Um, in, she is intriguingly eccentric all the time. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a draw to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know I, I really am pissed that I missed out on her uh, Tony Bennett concert at Meadowbrook. You went. Yeah, it was nice. And it was nice. It was so, very nice. You know, uh, I like this. She's and I also appreciate it, like she's doing different things with her career, which is cool. Um, kind of like. <laughs> kind of like Ice Cube. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm serious. It's just it's interesting to see musicians who can just turn it on and do film, and they can act and they can write and do these things. And and Lady Gaga is trying to take that jump. And um, you know we saw it in Straight Outta Compton. It's one of those things I knew, but I didn't really like fully appreciate anything about Ice Cube until I saw this movie. 
Um, guy's quite the prolific artist. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, which I which mean, brings us to it. Yeah. Um, this week we saw straight out of Compton the story of uh, the uh, rap, the gangster rap group N.W.A. Um, and like we said, it, it surprisingly, I think I don't. It, it put up superhero like numbers this weekend, which yeah. is strange. And Universal is just racking in the dough, as you said, Mitch. This I think it. I think solidified it them. Universal to break a record, and I think they. Well, like depending their, on their, Star Wars, obviously, they should. They should win out. They of the should year, win out. But the for year. sure, it's. I think it's Universal's biggest year ever. Yeah, ever. Positive. Um, so wow for them. That's crazy. Um, I think it says something that this movie was this popular. I think that's, I think that this movie. I just uh, uh, at the outset, I think it's a, it comes at a very interesting, particular time. I don't know if they meant to do this, but you know, just what's going on in the world with the the how people are so conscious of police mm-hmm. brutality these days, and that's definitely yeah, something just... that NWA was all about. And also, I think it's just like. Kind of a good year for rap in general, 2014, 2015. So I think it's interesting that, that this movie came out of that time, especially uh, like Kendrick and, and Compton. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. a big thing in, in pop music right now. So anyways, we all saw it and we're here to talk about it. Um, who want, Callan, you're, you're most fresh off of it. You wanna, I want your, your, you want to hear your initial thoughts yeah, as we uh, get into this. I saw it this morning and um, I... I I knew this movie was coming out, but it really didn't like register with me that it was coming out until maybe a week ago. And I saw an ad for it. I'm like, Oh, that's going to be like a silly movie because I've, I knew nothing about it. And I didn't really like ever hear any like word on the street about it. Um, about the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that's because maybe I don't have, um, television and don't see any ads for movies anymore but i mean just in articles i read online about movies i never saw anything you know really promote this movie or and then but then like the social media i think there was a great and that's really what as as annoying as it became in the last week (laughs) the 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 straight out of blank social media app campaign that that went out there was genius yeah absolutely genius and i Mm. think that you know, you could attribute a lot of the money, I think, to the, the awareness of this, that this movie had because of that app. So definitely, touche to, to those people who came up with that. But anyways, um, so you didn't really know. Yeah, about I it. didn't really know much about it. And admittedly, I'm not a huge. I mean, not I wouldn't say not a fan of it, but I wasn't. I didn't. I haven't listened to a lot of NWA stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I started listening to Dr. Dre when him and Snoop Dogg like right. started. That's that's more of what i what i listen to so um yeah and then for this to get good reviews i i i was shocked and had to see it this weekend um and i really enjoyed it i uh, um i don't know i think it was it's incredibly um poignant and extremely timely and i think it did a great job of showing and it may be a great job and a scary job of showing what things were like you know 25 years ago and shockingly how not a lot has changed in those 25 (laughs) years or so um i i i think this is a really great movie full of good performances and a great look to it and um it's not without its flaws i don't think but i i enjoyed watching it mitch um 
Yeah, I've kind of known this film was being made for a while. Um, I remember first thing I saw of it was they were shooting the L.A. riots scene um, where the L.A. riots actually took place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like um, people that I knew in L.A. who lived near or, you know, just you get a lot of things shared about on Facebook of just like the images. And a lot of people were just amazed at like how much it looked like the LA riots. Yeah. When um, I was watching it. I, I thought yeah. I, was, I couldn't tell what was real. If it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. other than the quality of the yeah. image, but yeah. So, so I saw images of that and I was like, the, this is the straight out of Compton NWA biopic that they're making. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, then the first trailer was released. I don't know, maybe, four or five months ago and i immediately thought like this this could be really big because it looks good mm. they've got ice cube son playing ice cube they've got all these people who are basic newcomers who look exactly like th- who they're playing perfectly casted and i went into this movie i mean you know given political climate today like you kind of had a feeling it was going to be big because a lot of people are starting to get kind of they're more conscious they're starting to get a little angrier they're starting to get um yeah more like more conscious and more like um aware of back then because you know back then our parents were probably the type of people who were like oh that gangster rap and you know they show those those like news clips of like tom brokaw saying like they call it a gangster rap you know (laughs) they're not exactly model citizens yeah not exactly (laughs) model citizens and and it's just you know you're younger you're like that stuff Ooh, that stuff's scary but now looking back like oh that's art you know that's poetry that's they're being real reality yeah they're being real and watching this movie was you know able to empathize and put you know a human faces to these now like moguls like legends of rap and of hip-hop so i loved it i thought it was great um it was funny at times. It was really intense, scary at times, um, and just a very good look at that time and like that very contentious time of um, rap recording art and yeah. everything. Because yeah. like that was during the East Coast West Coast thing and just right, which scary, really scary stuff. I mean, we saw the West Coast side, which yeah. is still Death Row Records. Scary stuff, right. <laughs> like very unnerving. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought, I feel like I have so much to say about this movie. That's why I like it. I think it, brought, yeah. it brings up a lot of things. I think what's interesting is, um, I, I mean, I love rap music, and I think all my friends love rap music, but look, we were all born in 90, 89, right? Mm-hmm, 90. Yeah. 89. Okay, yeah. so you, you, the 80s were a blur for Colin, but he lived it. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Don't I know it. But, but I, I, um, I, I think that, you know, we grew up in, in the 90s, and I, I think, look, the reality is that our friends and us, that we love rap, we do look back at NWA, and I think it's kind of, I've, I've always appreciated it, but no one, none of us really grew up listening to NWA. Yeah, I'm not, yeah um, I'm, I've heard it. I'm not listening, though. Right, and I think it's, it's very dated. There's no question about it, but mm. it's important because when we were in middle school, and you think about, Tupac and Biggie and Ja Rule and 50 Cent and Eminem and all these DMX and all these rappers that we all listened to. We were like 10 years old listening to these rappers. I mean, y- you got to realize that it all started here with, with yeah. NWA. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's why it's an important movie. I think mm-hmm. people don't really think about it a lot. Um, and I thought they did just a good job of like explaining that. I think that the movie wasn't necessarily about the music as much as it was about 
But I know some people were pissed off about that, but it was more about the movement. Just I guess. the movement, yeah, yeah. The fact that people had stuff to say and they had no other way to say it, and this is what they were doing, and then that created a whole. I mean, you know, rap started about a decade earlier than this movie takes place, but mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote gangster rap, which is what it is, but at the same time, it's more it's real rap, right? Yeah, it's people, I know what it's people rapping about real, real lyrics, things. Yeah, not just um, not just Sugar you know, Hill Gang, Gang and Jam Master J and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, which is fine. I love all that shit. I, I do. Yeah. But this was like a, a, a different movement. And it's funny how this kind of aligns with like the grunge rock music time period too. Mm-hmm. It's weird how like great the 90s were, quote unquote, like economically and shit, but yeah. like so much socially, so much social <laughs> angst was there and mm-hmm. it got brought out within the art. So it was fun to watch it in this movie. Um, I thought what also was interesting was just seeing the crowd. It was like an older crowd because if you think about it, there is, a, I mean, our parents are one thing, but there's a whole generation of people who, you know, were 25 when this music came out, and now they're older. And it was just kind of funny to see that in the theater. These people that loved watching their lives, you know, kind of brought back to them. Um, that was an interesting experience for me because mm-hmm. this was huge for people that yeah. were our age in 1990. You know, it was just absolutely huge. Yeah. So my, my theater was packed, but I don't think anybody was over 50 in my theater. Really? So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I saw it. Last night, and it was pretty. It, was, it seemed like most people were older. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw it in the morning, so I don't know. Yeah, so it, naturally, that's an older crowd, oh, yeah, anyway. Sure, <laughs> bunch of old, old men and women. Like, I was oh, actually pretty, pretty much straight out of Compton. I was actually surprised how funny it was. Yeah, like I thought it was funny. I don't yeah. know, a lot of it was funny, but if you yeah. think about um, F. Gary Gray, he did direct Friday. I don't know if a lot of people. Realize I've never seen Friday, but he he is like a comedic director by trade. I think so. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. Um, I liked how you know there's that our first like big laugh is when Ice when they all get together and Ice Cube. It's when he's coming home on the bus and after that bus ride where the blood uh, gang member comes on with a gun and like that. That's a really intense scene, right? And it's immediately like lifted by this joke where he's like, "Yeah, he pulled a gun, gave an inspirational speech, and <laughs> motivational shit. speech." And yeah, my whole crowd, yeah, great. the whole audience yeah. laughed, and that like gave us a good look at like these characters, like, "Oh, they're you know, they're finding ways to cope." Yeah, with, they're finding ways the to cope with this awful living. life that they have to, which is deal kind with. of like a reflection of the of the rap, you know. Uh-huh. Like that's it was there was kind of. You know, rap's always been comedic in a mm-hmm. way, and and I think about the scene where Ice Cube is attacking them through a, a single mm-hmm. um, after he's left. After yeah. he's left, and that was an amazing. I thought the whole scene was amazing. Yep. It was yeah. amazing because it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The the performances were great. I mean, watching each character react to it, uh-huh. even even Paul Giamatti's Jerry, which was that was a funny moment. Like, all of a sudden, he's oh across the line. You bring in his, <laughs> yeah. you bring in his background. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's across the line. But I also you know just just the way that like. You know, they illustrated that that's also what rap was becoming, right? Which is a way for rivalries, which unfortunately led to people's deaths. But also, like, that was part of the, the you know, this is sad, but it's part of the draw, right? Mm-hmm. That that was part of the 90s rap movement, which was this East versus West Coast thing. And also just rappers going at it. And you also got to think that, like, this Meek versus Drake shit that's going on <laughs> is just so... Child's It's just play. so yeah. child's yeah. I mean, You think about how, how, how intelligent Ice Cube's raps were? Uh, yes. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. Meek, Drake, if you're listening, shut up. <laughs> take a page out of the book. Yeah, go watch Straight Outta Compton and yeah, come back. Go listen to some Ice Cube. But I, I think that it also just brings back. I thought, the, I thought Ice Cube's son was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he was, he was so good. And what a cool is that! Not a cool thing to be able to play your father. 
Yeah. I think it's awkward in some points, but it's also it's just cool. I think that's that's great. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's yeah. intimidating too. Very intimidating. I mean, yeah. That's real. Be a little scary. weird when you when you're then like cuddling up to the woman who's playing your mom. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is also like intimidating when your father is an actor. I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. knows who Ice Cube is. I think more people probably know. I think more kids, younger kids, know Ice Cube from movies than they do from rap. You know. Yeah. So that's just interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting challenge for him. And I thought he did a great job. He's yeah. never been in anything. He really hasn't been in anything. It would, also, so, it would also be like kind of tough to play this, be in the scenes where, you know, like he's trashing that record. Yeah. yeah that was, how it's like, you did this, scenes. Dad? You did this. Right. Yeah, it was pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but which leads us to, you know, Ice Cube had a huge hand in this. Uh-huh. Um, major producer. Major producer. And I'm, you know, him he's, and a, he's, Dr. A, he's a filmmaker himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta, you know, we talked about it a little before the show started. And I think it's it's interesting thing to get into, which is like, how glossed over are these characters? I mean, you know, um, as Tom Brokaw said, they're not exactly model citizens. I don't think that's the point. I don't think they're supposed no, to be. And but I don't they're think they human. are, and they aren't in this movie. They do yeah. some shitty things in this movie. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. But you wonder how much that's kind of restricted. You know, we talked about Dr. Dre. I mean, yeah, they don't. They don't really cover Dr. Dre's assault record and his issues with violence. And they like, mention it. They yeah. do mention. It. I heard about the assault charges. Yeah, was, where was which it. was mainly against mm-hmm. women. Was, and, yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. I I remember watching this and like halfway through and being like, you know, all the like these guys are good guys and just it's just the people around them that are like bad. And like, which I'm I'm sure is like some truth yeah, to that. Dude, compared to Suge Knight, they're, <laughs> an, they're angels. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but then, then like you know, like thirty seconds after having that thought, I was like, "Well, <laughs> like there are heroes yeah. of the movie. Like they're not gonna like paint yeah. them in a like a negative light." Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about, I mean, so which kind of like, I was having a discussion with a friend about how, um, you know, like who, what's the main problem in this story? He had, he had. Eric, if you're listening, he had the he had the issue of like there's no, he didn't think there was any like linear conflict throughout this whole film, which I I didn't agree with that. I saw that the conflict was, you know, the main talents of this group, Easy E, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube are fighting for their independence mostly throughout yeah, this yeah. whole film to go do their own thing. That's so I, you know, Easy his issue ends up being AIDS. Dr. Dre's is getting away from Suge Knight, and and Ice Cube is like you know kind of he's got this whole conflict of like leaving jerry but also leaving his friends mm-hmm. you know did you guys I don't, that's what i saw it was no, kind of like an independence it. thing this whole this whole film yeah they're all trying to make it out of compton basically and right. they do it in their own ways and a lot of them wise up to what's actually that they're being taken advantage even with their talent and with their stardom they are still taken advantage of by people like Jerry Heller, Paul Giamatti's character, right. and Suge Knight, and um, even you know Easy E is taking advantage, and all of his you know his friends are trying to tell him like this is what's happening, and he, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to say. Though. I mean, mm-hmm. look at where he, this Jer- look at where Jerry's gotten us. You know, I can't right. like just leave him, but you know, what did you think about Paul Giamatti's character? Do you think there was complexity there, or do you think yes. he was? Do you think he was super? He was just super trying to there take was, advantage of yeah. them. You say yes. Yeah, I think I think definitely yes, because there was times when I felt conflicted about him myself. I I mean, 
in, in towards it's towards the later end of the film i'm i was like oh this guy is like really like was really shitty to like financially screw these people up so much but at the same time like starting off i mean he made the point like he was like giving them like a good shot and like and like defended them a lot especially with like the whole um the police the thing. police yeah. thing yeah that's and that's a great scene it's that was a great scene i mean so i felt really conflicted ab- ab- about him i just i think it was incredibly complex and character that you hate but also can admire at the same time yeah Yeah. it's like a it's like a relationship almost like starting off he's very supportive and you know he's trying to get he knows that these guys are talented he's trying to get them to where they deserve to be and you know market them and brand them and he gets them to that position but he he doesn't like he doesn't give them the fair shot. He's always it's easy ease band right. when it's all of them together. So like when it finally gets to the point where you know it's like I'm not I'm starting to see these red flags and easy fi- is finally told by his wife like you gotta cut them loose. <laughs> it's like really hard. To, yeah. It's a tough scene when they find when he finally breaks up with them basically. Right. But you know there's a he's like jerry heller he's like a good guy but a bad guy i mean good for getting them out of there and supporting them and seeing their their real struggles like we were saying the scene in torrance outside the uh, recording studio they just happen to be outside all together just taking a break from recording and police just roll up thinking that they're dope peddlers and force them on the ground you know calling them slurs and and it's it's a great scene because i'm sure you know it, it happened so (laughs) <laughs> it's and he, just the stuff that Jerry says to the cops, like you should be ashamed, like ashamed of yourselves. Everybody get inside, like trying to protect them. Like, it, you know, he's a tough character because even in that scene where he's getting broken up, you're like, you deserve you deserve this, but also it kind of sucks too, yeah. because he, he's you, the one yeah. that says the line like these aren't like bangers, they're artists, yeah. like. Because I, I get the impression his character did appreciate the art. Yes. I, but I also think that he didn't understand the art. And I think my point is, is like, I don't think, I think the movie is confusing in, in whether or not they're presenting Jerry as being the guy who's taking advantage, advantage of Eazy-E because he thinks Eazy-E is the least smart of the bunch and he can take advantage of him. I, I think that what they really are trying to show is Jerry literally thinks that Eazy-E is the, is the most talented member of the group and he's clearly not. And I don't think that Jerry understands how rap works, what makes rap good, things like that. I don't think he really understood it. That's true. And I and I think he picked a guy and went with him, and he wasn't the guy. I mean, look, no offense to Easy E, he's Ice Cube. Very talented. Ice Cube was this was this group. I think. I think he, as far as the writing goes, and Dre was the beats. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yep. what it, that's what it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they were they're clearly the they're clearly the Paul and 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 uh, John. And Easy is more like Ringo, except he's like in the star because he was on the first track. He financed it. That was, I mean, mm-hmm. that, it's like this unfortunate tragedy. Yeah. Like he, he like got screwed because he, it's funny how he ended up being the one who got screwed. I mean, it's great. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate. And it is sad. So I don't know. Is it, it is funny. I mean, we talked to Paul Jim. This is our second movie. This is our second music biopic of the year. Um, which I think it's crazy that there's two really good ones out there. I think that never yeah. we talked about. I think this is actually they've said I think this is the most financially successful musical biopic ever. I kind of mm. believe that. I would yeah, have to be. Sure, yeah. I mean, sixty um, plus million dollars. But, but Paul Giamatti was also in Love and Mercy and spoilers. 
he he's also the bad. I mean, he's like quote unquote the bad guy yeah, in the that bad film. Guy. I mean, he he is taking kind of the same character. Yeah, yeah <laughs> kind of the same character. It's kind of weird. I wonder how I just you got to wonder how the timelines worked out in that. And yeah. you know, he didn't have to do much for either role. I mean, like in <laughs> preparation for one, yeah. for both, he does. I was one. expecting him to like to like be in that first time we we're introduced to him to be like, ah, I was with Brian. Brian Wilson wasn't getting me paid. Let's try this. That's funny. It's all one universe. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's all one universal. Um, I, this is a Detroit film podcast, so I think it's it's fair to it's it's important to bring this up. Yeah. It seems like um, a good portion of the of, of kind of the turning point in this movie happens in Detroit. Yeah, Joel Lewis. So there's a basically the the Detroit cops uh, tell. NWA that they can't sing up the police yeah. um, at Joe Lewis Arena. This is a true story. In fact, walking out of the theater, Sam, my friend, heard people talking about how they were there. Mm. Oh, and, okay. Which is kind of crazy. Um, and I thought, so I don't know how it was in your theater, but it, this is just, it was just so, the way, it was really funny how they presented this scene because they just show you police officers talking to NWA. There's no title card that says Detroit or anything. Yeah, you yeah. can't see Detroit PD uh, clothes or anything yet. And they, you know, there's this whole monologue about here's what you can't do, here's what you can't do, here's what you can't do, and you can't sing the song "F the Police" or Detroit City Police will um, stop the show. Everyone in my audience went, oh, "Of course." There was like a collective. There were a few collective gasps. Like maybe they knew what was coming because I don't know the story. I didn't. Know yeah, the I story. didn't know that this happened. Yeah, at all. I have no I, clue. I, I never knew this. Um, um, but yeah, there was some collective gasps like when they mentioned Detroit, and it was like. Oh, this is probably because I know I've heard that there there have been riots like during their tour and mm. stuff, but I didn't know it was in Detroit mm -hmm. at the Joe. I had no clue, but it clearly wasn't the Joe when they went outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, like hey, a forestry around. Yeah, yeah. trees everywhere. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Eighty nine or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah, uh, you know, it could be a different time yeah. back then. But. but that that was a great scene. I really liked that when. That Just was the build that up was, to it. It was a really good scene. Yeah. All the policemen like going through the crowd with their badges up, like, okay, time to end this. Yeah. And then just bam. Oh, yeah. shoot. And then, I mean, and I think it's things like that, which I think are the high parts of this film. As we mentioned, the scene outside the recording studio is a great scene. Mm -hmm. That first hour really has a lot of strong scenes, not only, you know, showing back then, but that apply to today. I mean, I think it was either a week or two ago, the mayor of Chicago banned a performance by a holographic rapper right. because it would incite I violence. I didn't hear this. What? It's yeah. so, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's scary and shocking how little has changed. Yeah. And I think this movie does such a great job of realizing that. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, not knowing the history of NWA, I didn't think that, the Rodney King stuff would be worked in as well and as prolific mm -hmm. as it was. Um, yeah, that was it's, power. I mean, it, was all, it, was, it was very powerful. It I, was, yeah. I think this is an important film for people to see who don't think, well, I mean, who don't, well, maybe who don't, people who don't appreciate rap, rap yes. or don't, didn't appreciate that time and thought it was all a bunch of joke. Like, yeah. oh, they're just like, they're like, the whites <laughs> the <laughs> right, right. saying like saying like oh this is all crap the people stomping on the uh the thing on the records and rolling them which over was with a the funny steam scene roller. right yeah. the yeah. steamroller rolls over dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens of rap is crap. Tapes. 
who bought those? Yeah. I mean, they just they, they went out and bought all those those yeah, tapes something. to protest. Yeah. No, I mean it is interesting because it seems that rap is still very divisive. To, uh, I mean, like, you know, what is it, ninety three nine or you know, you have these you have these stations that go all the music and none of the rap, which is fine if you're not a rap station. But yeah. it's weird. There's just this it's very condescending. There's there's still yeah. this like rap and look. And look, rap music has taken a, a, a downward spiral, but yeah. not unlike every other genre yeah. of, of music, I think. And again, I still think that those things with Tabimba Butterfly, with um, uh, Chance the Rapper and, and Surf this year, and with Forest Hills last year with J. Cole, I think there's a lot of really good quality rap coming out for the first time in a decade or so. Like, mm-hmm. really, really good. And um, I don't know, I just think it's an interesting time for this, this movie to come out, and I can't say that enough. I think that's that scene the, the after the police scene at Joe Lewis in this movie is like really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love. I mean, like just visually when he, you know, everyone get your middle finger up. I yeah. mean, that is. I'm getting chills thinking about it. And and I'm not like one to be like policemen suck, policemen suck. Yeah. I think that's not the point, right? It's just like a. It's people are angry, yeah. right? And you need to hear them. They're angry. Not shut at, them they're out. angry at the institution, right? Not yeah. shut them mm-hmm. out. That's yeah. that's the thing, and that's the point of this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's like free speech. People you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. just ignore them. They're right. obviously they're not making this shit up. They're saying something that is real to them. Right. Yeah. Just because you didn't live it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- those are the strong parts. I think that has like a whole. I think the full like first hour or so is really focused on that. I think the second half and the late end of the movie does fall victim to. You know the greatest hits of you know your bio of your biopic, and it it gets a little convoluted. I wish they would have stayed on the message of what the oppression and the violence and what that did for them as a group, rather than I mean, we all I mean you know the story of Easy. I mean, and not being a big no, I knew that. I I knew I knew that, and I mean it's one of those you know faces of AIDS kind of yeah yeah, and I understand like you can't. It's hard to like say like you can't tell the story of NWA without having all of that in there and like the feuds getting in there, but I mean I at the heart of it I think this is a story about you know social struggle yeah and I wish that the film focused on that more rather than what it did at the end of the the movie. Kind of, I would say it's more focusing on their. well, the whole film is a, is focusing on their impact on society as a whole, and with EZE's HIV diagnosis and death, and with Ice Cube's like filmmaking, you know they and Dr. Dre moving on to do more with Death Row Picture or Death Row fi- Death Death Row Records, and you know they they're it's kind of like getting into the whole you know what's next sort of thing with their careers and then it leads except for you know, easy who dies but it, and then it leads to that once the credits start rolling that like really powerful montage of like if you didn't a- think you knew like if you did thought that these guys were nothing like and you didn't think that they were together in the previous look at all they've done like they show ice cubes like you know films yeah, he's I mean, been in yeah. they show the music he's done they show Dr. Dre's Beats, Eminem, 50 Cent, you know. All these people saying that. Uh, that huge. With, without them. Yeah. You know. Well, just did you guys, this is weird. Maybe this is really stupid. Did you guys not, if this wasn't a biopic, let's say this was all fake. They just made a, they made, you know, like a, like a, um, like that thing you do kind of movie. Like they just made it yeah. up and made up a band. Would you not think that this was set up for a sequel? 
Did you not see that ending? That like almost in a superhero fashion. Like, no. what are you gonna call that joint, anyways? Aftermath. Aftermath. <laughs> somebody in the crowd, I, I actually somebody in the crowd said that. Yeah, you said I, everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I just wonder. I mean, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't mind a sequel. To be honest with you, I think there's so much more of the story to be told. We talked about how Suge Knight. And Tupac and Biggie, there's. I feel like they could take this whole crew and some of the same actors and make another movie about what happens to Death Row after this. West Coast Cinematic Universe coming soon. I mean, maybe I don't know. It's well, like, yeah, and I think that's that's kind of my was my issue with it is you hated you didn't like that. I I wish it would have stayed focused on NWA as a whole, and then we can maybe get a full ex not full explanation, but a fully realized and fully realized characters rather than you know getting one little scene of tupac and one or two scenes of snoop dogg uh right it, 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 kind it, of, it, it was very like who's most, coming up next funny dude is it kind of seemed like a superhero movie where like let's they were like let's throw in this character let's throw in that character did it not seem like it's yeah, like they I took the that. superhero formula and put it into a rap i don't know which i i liked it i mean when they started ain't nothing but a g thing was that not cool as hell yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. it was awesome but at the same time it didn't really do i was thinking about that exactly today. didn't really yeah. do anything to move the plot line this is a two and a half hour movie it it's was long. long it felt long toward the end but there yes. was i didn't feel but like, then it paid off with the end yeah. i thought the ending was really powerful I did, I but you could have had that montage ending without a lot of that i agree I don't know. Yeah. kind of like you know we see nwa see what they did and you know and then i don't need any of the other stuff and can just get maybe even extended I don't know. Montage I guess I disagree because they're because that that whole segment section that you're talking about is very like very you know it's like the resolution. It's like these guys have already made their their this. We're at a point where only in the mid '90s when it ends, and we are like already introducing all these artists that you know, all of these people in the audience know, and like this story. You're right. This story has just started. In a sense, like this is the the end of the beginning, right? Which so, is interesting to me. I, I, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. Did you gotta wonder if they're gonna make another movie? Not like a direct sequel, but like this movie just killed it. I mean, they, you know, Universal's making another Jurassic Park. Why wouldn't they make another rap movie like this? No, it, because it's a. It's like it's, it's like you don't make it's, a sequel to a documentary. I don't. I feel like you don't I, I, make I don't a sequel know. to I'm a just, biopic. I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, they put like the. I mean, the montage. As much as I liked it, and what as much as like I think that was a it good wraps way to, it up. Yeah, it does. The the montage at the it end goes wraps up, it up to it's like, look at what happened current day. Now. Yeah, yeah. Agree, yeah. yeah, and just talking about selling beats to years. Apple and right. yeah, spend right. twenty five years. Look at what they've done, right. and it's powerful. I can't say that enough. It's a very powerful film. I just. I mean, the scenes, like, I, I go back to this scene because, I mean, Tupac getting California Love. Like, I don't believe that, like, California Love was recorded as, like, Dr. Dre is, like, cussing out Suge Knight in the next room over. Like, I, it's like a uh, yeah. jumble yeah. of all That's these. Pos- yeah. that, I, mean, I mean, obviously, it's, it's for dramatic effect. It, it, what, what you're saying is it got very movie. Yes. Right? It got very, like, it, 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 got, it, kind of, it almost fell in, it got in danger of falling over the cliff of being like every other crappy yep. music biopic yep yep but <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think it did though. i don't think it did i think it no it did on that but it also like it was fun for i enjoyed those parts and I, like you say it's like i don't know i mean it was yeah. fun to see that the guy who played tupac what the hell yeah that guy looked exactly like tupac mm-hmm. and i'm not th- th- that's like he, it's crazy they don't even they even like lit him and did, there was no close-up 
to like be. Yeah, it was like they're, the it's glass, like they're screwing yeah. with us, right? Like, is that is that Tupac? Or is that that might be him? Is he still alive? Yeah. I don't know. That was like creepy He's and weird. Still alive. <laughs> but I heard that I heard that this this guy who played Tupac just when he heard they were casting for this movie was in New York, picked up, moved to L.A. and like just as a chance wanted to be one because mm-hmm. everyone his whole life was like, you look like Tupac, you look like Tupac. He did not do the voice of Tupac though, which is interesting. Really cool, weird stuff. Yeah. Maybe they're setting it up for the next movie. <laughs> well, I that scene you were talking about in like with Tupac, and then that the, you hear the gunshot, and he goes to the next room, and it's just like, this isn't a record company. What is this? You know, it's it, that was a really frightening scene. Like, um, but I think that you know that was part of the whole like structure of the film, like Dr. Dre realizing this is bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, I am here to make music, not you know have i'm i didn't want to bring i didn't want to bring compton with me into the recording studio i wanted to leave it so i could you know make music so and like i said that guy who plays suge knight is really good Mm -hmm. like really scary Mm -hmm. very scary portrayal of a very scary Scary person an evil person um crazy makes makes you makes it makes you want to not have success right (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for me. Well, if you're gonna have success, don't get involved with um, bloods. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Of course, recommend. Yes, I, I, I think we'll just go. Around. I recommend. I, I recommend it to anyone, really. I mean, as much as I'm not sure if they're listening, but as much as I, I can see my parents getting offended by some of this. I think it'd be important for I think older a, generations I want who my never understood to rap to watch this movie. But yeah, um, Colin. Yeah, you, absolutely. Um, why well, I think the end is not nowhere near as strong as the start of this film. This is definitely recommendation, maybe even top top five movies I've seen this year. Yeah, wow, I would, really? I would yeah. put it close to yeah, top five. Better yeah. than Love and Mercy? Did you guys? Uh, they're t- just curious because that's completely different. They are films. completely different films, but they are both biopics. They're all strangely enough biopics about a specific album. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, one's more about the music and artistic side of it, and this one's more of the social side of it. I think. Yeah. I like this more than Love and Mercy. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah, I like Love and Mercy. I like. I can't. It's. I it's can't. Re- it is it's really hard. It's completely different because one's shorter and one's different about something else. And like I said, Pet Sounds is extremely important to me. Yeah. So, so you can't kind of take. Yourself I, I out can't of that, like. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I think that Love and Mercy can. I would say is a better job handling the biopic format than this one did. Also, I think this had a better social message yeah one's very political and one, yeah. yeah one's exactly. about one exactly character. Yeah. because love and mercy really is it's not about the beach boys yeah. i mean yeah. this, that's so that's this is it's, about it's, NWA, easy, it's yeah. way easier to write for one person i think than mm-hmm. a band, so mm-hmm. cool we all we all recommend it i think you guys should go see it um it's i don't know awesome movie important yeah, i'm gonna movie. try and get my parents to see it i would be you know what i'd be interested like let me know how that your parents like rap i mean do they ever listen i mean some parents do i mean i know <laughs> no. parents that like rap so no way so I don't. I just be interesting to see people who don't even listen to rap or know yeah. what. I mean, I don't think we think of some people know who NWA was. Well, I'd I mean, just I, love to get my parents out of their shoes for once. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening. I hope they got this. Hope they got this far into a podcast of a movie they haven't seen. Um, I want to skip this or something. Um, so we end up. We end every show with. Uh, we end every show with some uh, with some Netflix recommendations. Um, <laughs> Or video on demand recommendations, not limited to Netflix. Yes. Is Boys in the Hood on there? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. I look. Fr- I, you know what? This movie made me want to go watch Friday, and um, they don't have it on there. 
They don't have it on here. No. Um, they don't that would be first. Boys und sie hood. Boys German version. Anyways, we uh, end every show with some Netflix recommendations or video on demand recommendations. Um, I'm gonna go first this week. Um, I'm gonna recommend. I'm gonna recommend. If you guys, lo- this is only if you really like this movie. If you really like rap. If you're really into like Tupac as I am, um, and West Coast rap, you should go check out Juice, which is on Netflix. It doesn't take place. It actually takes place in New York, but it's a, it's a. It's not even about rap. It's about kind of like uh, the, the the DJ life in the early '90s of some of these uh, these people in New York, and it's really it's an interesting film. It's not a great film, but if you like Tupac, it's definitely worth a watch. Cause it's interesting to see him act, especially at a young age. It's cool. It's cool to see a cool to see a young Tupac doing his thing. Um, it's been on Netflix for a while, so check out Juice if hmm. you're into this kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna recommend a. TV show that's currently on HBO to go. Uh, it's actually a Cinemats uh, original series, but HBO picked up it for a special presentation of it for a limited time. So this is time is of the essence and watching this if you have oh, any really? interest. It's um, called The Nick, oh, okay. and it's with uh, Clive Owen directed all episodes directed by Steven Soderbergh. Really? Yeah, and it's pretty yeah. mm-hmm. incredible. Um, yeah, is it a long show? 10 or 13 episodes, maybe. But um, <laughs> it's a medical drama taken, set in the time of, well, like the set beginning in, of surgery. Yeah, like right when it was, you know, coming out of like the basements and going into the hospital where it's like a very fine line between butchery and surgery. And okay. um, it does a really fantastic job. Well, stylistically, it's really unlike anything I've ever seen on television. And um, what they, some of the issues that they talk about are really deep, and it kind of reminds me of like an old classic American novel set in set. I mean, it's with on on television. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating. It's really unlike anything um, currently on television. It's beautiful and twisted and violent as hell. Really. Um, yeah, gory. Yeah, nice. like very. Uh, like, yeah, I, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Young Doctor's Notebook. That, that BBC it's show? It's like, the Nick is like a very serious version of okay. <laughs> Young Doctor's Notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, um, cool. check that out. It's on HBO uh, streaming. Yeah, I don't have the stomach to watch that show. Uh, here it's Neither crazy. does any of the characters. Mitch, <laughs> 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 uh, what are you going to recommend? Um, I finally got around to watching uh, Blue Ruin. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Recommended so many Blue pe- Ruin. Yeah, so many people have recommended this movie to me as a like a uh, more realistic revenge film of like a person who is not good at killing and not good at um, doing anything. <laughs> but it's very uh, serious and very um, like interesting and I really, really liked it. Um, it's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. Yeah. Blue cool, Ruin. Yeah. Independent film. About a revenge plot. I agree. I think I may have I may have recommended another show. I think not, you did but earlier. Either, either way, yeah. I recommend it again. Seriously, I can't. Everyone go watch it's this very movie. Good it's movie. awesome. Yeah. Very good. Um, we end uh, that that about blah 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 blah. Oh, that about wraps it up for uh, for this uh, episode of uh, the Woodward's Filmcast. Um, please reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter at Woodward's DT. Um, find us on iTunes, Woodward's Podcast. Rate and review us. And shoot us an email at woodwardsfilmcast uh, at gmail.com. I want to hear what you guys have to say about Straight Out of Compton, 
about Mission Impossible 4, Trainwreck, all these movies we've watched. So um, everyone get out there on the computer of theirs and uh, start writing us. Maybe we'll read them on the air one day. Oh, we definitely would read them on the air. So that about does it. We'll uh, come back next week with another movie. Sweet. Thanks, guys, for listening. See ya. Does anyone think they can do this? What? Who wants to rap? No. As good as Easy in the the beginning when he starts rapping. (laughs) Come on, Colin. No, I don't even know the song. I know the song. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I love this scene, actually. I love being a What's a 6 4? Really <laughs> I don't even own a car. Cruising down the street in my 6 4. Alright. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I don't even do karaoke of songs I know. <laughs> Cruising down the street in my 6 4. Jacking the bitches, slapping the hoes, went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there cold shooting some hoop. A car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh out Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> been a woodwardsdetroit.com production your detroit avenue to alternative pop culture talk